Welcome to another episode of Scouting for Growth, where we delve into the fascinating world of technology, finance, innovation, and technology transformation. I'm your host, Sabine van der Linden, and today we are joined by distinguished guest, whose journey embodies a unique blend of technology, finance, and international influence. Cameron Etri is a CEO, a chairman, an advisory board member, and an entrepreneur in fintech and payment who originally came from Iran, traversed through the United Kingdom for studies, and made a home in Austria. His career has been a fascinating journey of integration and diversification, combining the strength of two companies to widen their vertical approach in the global financial industry. Today, Cameron leads the team at PXP Financial, a pioneering force in the payment space with 50 years of combined experience. PXP Financial, born from the spin-off of a gaming company and a renowned retail brand, boosts a rich history and an ambitious trajectory. The company's ethos, payment is just the start, captures its innovative spirit perfectly. PXP Financial's primary goal is to stay ahead of the game by harnessing new technologies and crafting groundbreaking solutions. PXP Financial is recognized as a leading payment provider today, actually. They aim to provide a seamless and first-class payment experience for their customers, all while maintaining a commitment to operational excellence and best-in-class service. They also provide a suite of value-added services, tokenization, dynamic currency conversion, investment, uh, what I mean by that is in- installment and um, recurring payment investment, so building new technology across multiple channels. As we explore the future of finance, payments, and digitalization in today's episode, Cameron will share insight on PXP Financial's journey, its unique approach to the gaming and card processing sector, which is crucial today as we are becoming much more cross-border uh, players and his vision for the industry's future. We'll dive deep into how PXP Financial tackles the challenges of the current market, the opportunities it presents, and how they aim to ensure continuous digital transformation. So, whether you are a tech enthusiast, a financial professional, an investor evaluating the future of fintech, or someone intrigued by the blend of this world, this episode promises to be a fascinating one. Stay tuned as we journey into the captivating world of finance and technology with Cameron. Welcome, Cameron. Hi, Cameron. Thank you so much for joining me on Scouting for Growth. 
Thank you very much for inviting me to the uh, podcast. So Cameron, I'm really, really curious to learn a little bit more about you and what got you into the payment processing market. So if you can give us a little bit more, a bit of introduction about Cameron, your yeah. journey, yeah, your life, I guess, but also why payment? Yeah. Um, let me tell you a little bit about myself. So I'm Cameron, uh, 56 years old. Started my journey in payments in uh, 1994. Uh, I've got two girls, uh, two two daughters, 28 and 25, and and a family. And 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 and, and uh, the journey back 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 many many years ago uh, happened to me. Right, basically, it was not something that I said, "Oh, I want to go to the payment." That that's that's where I want to be. But you know, it was something that happened. Right, I was. Uh, working um, uh, in in IT and and, and programming and, and 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 I studied technical at the Technical University of Vienna. I was in a couple of startups, and then back then Europay, you know, slash Mastercard. There was an opportunity, and I had some friends there. They said, you know, they're doing cool stuff here, and and, and there is a lot happening. Just let's. Uh, why don't you join us? And it was the best. Uh, six, five, six years of my, 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 my career for learning because I had the opportunity to be exposed to many different uh, side of the payments, right? Uh, it was the start of the e-commerce. So I was, you know, quite involved in the early stages of that. We did a lot of uh, new and cool technology back then on the chip and, 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 and storing value on the chip. There was a project called Quake. Uh, there was a lot about, you know, credit card authorization and, 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 and doing those kind of things, risk management side of it. Those all those different various projects back many, many years ago, you know, before even the 3D Secure was there, there was a predecessor there. So we started all those fun stuff and, 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 and we worked night and day, but it was a very good opportunity to learn all these uh, different approaches, right? And that that helped me also in the later stages. As I started at the technology side and programming and then worked my way through being a project manager, product manager, and all those things. So I started from the so-called bits and bobs, uh, bits and bytes, right? Learning it up and, and, and understanding first the technology and then I understood about commercial side and business models and different aspects of it. So, Cameron, I'm hearing every day there's so much change happening in finance and payment. And, you know, I'm in insurance. So, you know, I've done a little bit of fintech. And when I was in fintech, it's, why well, you know, everything is about payment. So I just stuck to my industry, which is insurance, so that we can tra- deal with trade, underwriting claims, and so on and so forth. But mm. I would love for you to tell us, what are the most exciting trends in finance? Yeah. Why yeah. payment? Why payment is so exciting to understand? Yeah. And yeah. to be honest, you know, some of the top five trends I'm hearing, even in my industry, which is insurance, yeah. include cyber payment, you know, embedded finance insurance, among others. So right. tell us. So I, I think you know the, the 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 most exciting things that everybody is using and, and there's a buzzword around it is AI, right? And 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 all those fun things that happening. You know, uh, 
I see that there is a, a, a fireflies, right? Is there, right? You know, and 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 on that. So it's a cool, 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 cool stuff. That's one one element of it. But but there is a lot happening in that automation area, and then using AI to automate those processes, and 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 getting a better and a more smooth and a more intelligent way of actually dealing with this these activities. And and the AI is in multiple variation, but in our finance area. This is a very important part, right? And, and it can be actually used in a very clever way uh, in the customer service, in the whole interaction, in the in the in the way that that do the underwriting is similar to what the insurance does. It's also for the finance is a very important thing, right? So that's that's the onboarding and 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 and, and KYC and and all those process to get to a point that that you can actually assess a, a, a customer from that perspective. And, and 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 for me this is this is this is one of the key areas but but also the fact that that we are actually moving into an environment that it it is global right and and for me in the finance side one of the things that that is happening and and for me is is a key area is the cross border right the cross border payments you know if you are local and, and domestic everything is fine the moment the borders are open and, and you need to do a cross border payments there is another another element of cost and complexity and not understanding the requirements from the you know source of the funds sending it out the, the destination what are the key requirements there and and this thing is not quite solved so there is a good trends around that how do we do deal with the cross payment you know aspects of 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 payments and and processing in this global world that we, we we live and it is getting more and more important because now you've got the bricks you know coming together they're defining it the, the, from their perspective and 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 from you know perspective how those two worlds can can come together and, and, and interact and uh, one of the things that also quite excite me and, and this afternoon we were de debating about the, the regulatory environment changes Right. If you think about it in in Europe, then you're going to have the payment service directive, right? The changes, the PSD3. Uh, there is another regulatory environment another, around the digital assets. It's MICA and then that those coming together and defining it. What are the opportunities for us to come there? And you know, from the regulatory perspective, how are we going to deal with that, right? And 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 the word CBDC is is a is a big word, digital, right? Euro, and and how that is going to manifest in our life over the next two to three four years, and how do we actually deal with this 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 new um, new way of payment or the transactions as uh, as you uh, as you call it, right? And 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 for me is 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 this. We call it omni-channel, multi-channel, or, or but this this merger that that you all the all the interaction of your transaction for the things that you do doesn't matter where you are. You're in store, or you're e-commerce, or you're sitting in a taxi, or you're you're moving. How does that going to actually reflect and change? Right? There's biometrics coming, the different way of payments. You know, the, I don't know the face pay or you know whatever. You know, with the with the different different aspect of it, and and, and identifying you as a as a key you know payer, and then identifying that that you are the one that was doing that the payment, and 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 interacting and making it seamless and be more selective about it. And 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 I think there are quite a few areas that is going to reflect and, and change our life in the way that you know it has never been 
as as fast as 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 speedy and and this is this is going to be an exciting time an exciting space for entrepreneurs people in this space to innovate and 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 change the world as the regulatory environment and I didn't even talk about the open banking and different channels that they're coming. You know, the open banking is a topic and, and, and it's coming there and, 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 and it's going to be even more in the embedded finance and, 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 and those things that they're going to be more of very, very um, um, innovative products coming, you know, working the, 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 the fintechs coming together. They understand, they have the agility, they combine their work with the, the you know established banks that they are good at at you know risk management and and data and 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 what have you and combining these two and coming a very much better and more innovative products for their for their for the consumers at the end of the day so there is a lot coming in that direction yeah no doubt i mean we may actually touch upon open finance a little bit later in during our conversation because when we talk about data artificial intelligence we need to actually touch upon open finance and and uh, we actually experience the same uh, issues in in insurance where we need access to customer data to products produce and develop much more enticing products and services and often we learn from fintech but one thing you were saying about uh, cross-border finance i will tell you one of my personal experience is that I run two businesses, I have multiple bank accounts. And it's fascinating what you are talking about to me because with some of my bank accounts, I cannot pay my international um, supporter and contractors. I have to actually apply to different banking system to actually pay those people because not all banks, as you said, international do not work. So I had to learn the hard way that actually I need multiple banks for different businesses to actually fulfill yeah. the needs yeah. of my work every single day. Yeah, yeah, I, I understand and I share your pain, right? So I understand the pain points, right? Because now we are working in an environment which coming away from, you know, having one relation with one bank, right? For one, you know, you get the salary and you deal with that and your business. No, it's, it's actually international. You need to interact. There are yeah. all these neo banks in there. There are all different sort of you know payments, and then you have got suppliers from different areas that that you need to pay and and, and interact, right? And and uh, you don't want to jump from one dashboard to the another and then you know try to understand it. And and one of the good things about this open finance and the open banking and and all those things is you know the APIs are getting more and more you know. Uh, streamlined and, and, and you can access that. So it gives the fintech companies to build that, that dashboard and that intelligent dashboard that, that you get one view on your environment, right? Why should you, you know, jump from one area to another? And then there are products coming in that direction and they are there that, that there's developing. And then you see more and more and, and, and you have a layer of, of combining all the different aspects that you need, right? And, and, you know, ultimately in my head is, you know, it should be a drag and drop, right? So you just drag and drop it there. And then you say, I want to pay this. So this is the way that I'm going to deal with this kind of payments. And, and the intelligence should be there, right? At the front of you. And, and it should be more intuitive and more, less, less uh, complicated, less, less burden on, on the consumer and more intuitive way of doing things as, 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 as we go along. I think we need also at some point, Cameron, to talk about cost, but let's leave that 
for a minute because I want you to tell us about the origin of PSP uh, Financial and the merger of two diverse companies expanded your business approach and customer reach. So let's talk about the businesses, how you went about the mergers and what do we think about and talk about today? Yeah. So I, I think uh, we, 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 we back many years ago, 2014-15, right? So that's that's where we started to merge two businesses together, right? And and, and one of them was was for us e-commerce area and, 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 and sectors like uh, regulated gambling. And, 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 and the other one was the very much on the, uh, the, the point of sale and, and, and in-store and, and retail and hospitality. So the, the, the two things that they came together and, and if I understood your question correctly, is, is how did we actually merge the, the two environments, right? So basically, you know, one, one layer is about the technology, right? The, the layer of the technology is, is, a, is a very important one because you had to create a true omni-channel experience across because you've got consumers, uh, merchants that, that they have got store in store and then uh, that they have got an uh, e-commerce present and absolutely everybody has got that, right? So what they want to create as close as possible experience, right, for those. They want to be able to identify consumers that they were e-commerce and they they approaching the, 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 the in-store transactions. So that's, that needs to be unified. So there was a lot of work and challenge in, in, in getting that, that layer in a, in a correct way. But there was also cultural differences, right? Yeah, you know, a typical, you know, hardcore in-store versus, a, you know, a more modern and, and an e-commerce approach. How do we actually create a culture that, 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 that fit, fit the whole environment, right? And that, that was another one. And, and it took us a few years to get a unified way of approaching and understanding the different sectors. But at the end of the day, there are differences between the verticals and the different approaches that you need to apply. And you should not try to unify it too much, right? You need to have the specifics for each sector, right? And add, add your special nuances for all of those sectors so that they can actually interact in the language that those sectors understand and retail has a different language to a, a very much regulated gambling company, right? Or or a, a different one on the ticketing side. So you have to have that speciality on top that you can have the language and communication to those customers. So those three layers were, were very important for us to build. And, and, and I think the journey is always ongoing and you're always learning and, and, and building the new technology, you know, adapting it, building new new areas into that. But uh, I think we've done a good job of creating a unified way of, of approaching across, but not losing our, our specifics for various verticals that, that we are dealing with. So Cameron, I'm going to tell you a little bit of a secret. So I was in Vegas last week for a major conference and uh, I was a speaker and I was very fortunate to meet Atrian in the airport lounge. Wow. I feel really, really proud of myself. And I did go to his concert um, when I landed in Vegas. But the reason why I'm going into that question is you were actually involved in the gaming space, right? You have the gaming yes. license holding in the United States. And mm -hmm. I think it's very important to understand how gaming, because you just mentioned gaming is a really regulated industry, how right. that work into finance and how did you, I guess, divide the businesses now to fulfill yeah. the need of your customers? 
Yeah, I, I think you know the 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 the, uh, the the point you're addressing is 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 a key point. We are we are actually uh, offering gambling payment services in 25 states, right? And 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 you need to have a special license or app, uh, approved from the gaming regulator to be able to offer those services to the gambling industry. And one of the key points is it's from it's different from state to state. So you need to understand the differences between the state by states and and and, and be able to deal with this complexity, right? And 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 the the reason we could do it quite well is that we were quite well prepared from Europe. In Europe, between 2005 and six, there was a a, a, a a direction, a development that each and every country started to develop their own and 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 and, and bring out their own regulatory environments. France, Italy, Germany, you know, UK, everybody had the different ones, and and our systems back then had to adapt and 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 and. Yeah, uh, um, accommodate for the different regulatory requirements from each of those different uh, countries. And, and then when we got and we hit US uh, in 2013, that that was the first interaction in, in New Jersey. That's where we launched it. That was the first uh, regulated state, right? And then there was long time nothing until 2019. Then we started to go. Then we could actually you know, bring back and, and 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 apply all the knowledge and expertise that we gathered in Europe and say, okay, this is basically one state to the other, right? Is going to be you know a a, a, a same type of approach and our systems were well prepared for this, accommodating for multi-regulated uh, states and, and 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 environments, and that's something that that could uh, help us a lot. So for us. You know, from the technology perspective, we don't, you know, uh, differentiate between, you know, applying and, and processing a transaction in a in a gambling space versus that uh, a retail space. At the end, it is different, but there are segregated areas, right, from the you know databases or whatever, right. But but at the end, you know, the processing looks the same, right. And and there is also in casino and and, and there is an in store. So this is you know there are analogies there, right? And 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 that's it. But the, the the complexity is you need to be on top of the regulatory changes, right? And 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 having a twenty five different regulatory environments, this is 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 a complexity that not that many can do it well. And 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 you need to be on top of it. Regulation is regulation, and there is no room of not being compliant to those regulations. So that's the, the biggest challenge. Yeah, no, I can understand that. And I believe Cameron, you are in Europe, including the United Kingdom, North America, South Africa, amongst yeah. other regions. So that means Absolutely. Yeah. you have to navigate a lot of- Absolutely, yeah. It's, it's, it's uh, the usual word, right? It's a global word, but it's a local payments world. And you need to understand the complexity and, and, and needs of the local markets because it's not always cards, right? And you need to find the right uh, mix of payment options that, that you need to do and then offer your merchants so that they can ultimately offer the consumers in order for them to be able to uh, pay and, and, and consume the goods and services. So what, what we did is, is we looked at the cards and then we integrated all the, you know, we are a principal member of Visa MasterCard. 
Then we said, okay, what are the key alternative payment options in the area, in the regions that you said, South Africa, Europe, UK, North America, Latin America? That's where we are active. Is is that the the, the consumers actually like? So we integrated more than 90 different alternative payment options into our platform. And that's the, the, the concept of interoperability and, 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 and orchestration between all these different payment options. And then you uh, have then to deal with, with still open banking, which is which is a new thing. And then this is another channel, right? So that, that you need to add to that complexity. So you have got multiple options, payment options, multiple regulatory environments, right? And, and those challenges to bring them under one, 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 one umbrella is the job of, of a company like PXP in order to understand that complexity, yeah. to manage that complexity and then offer it to the market so that it looks simple and it looks compliant and it looks you know in a way that that, that people can use it without too much of a thinking, you know, what's behind all that complexity. It's our job to simplify that complexity to in a way that it can be used in a very easy and cost efficient way. So I think it's very important for us to actually understand how you have actually shaped that business model, Cameron, because when you think about PSP Financial, right, you have grown from gaming, but also the retail sector. So can you tell us how you combined those two parts seamlessly and how you're actually creating really cohesive business models by Mm -hmm. really... I think it's going into adjacency, right? You're in fintech, you're in finance, but you're in gaming and you're in retail as well, e-commerce. So how does everything play to actually allow you to be super unique in your in the in the sectors you serve and the customer you deliver value for? Yeah, I, I think uh, one of the things is, you know, gambling was, was quite advanced at the, at, the, at the stage that the interaction with the consumers and, and they had to understand it and, and, and from that perspective that they, uh, they, 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 they had to think about cost. I've got the customers on my, 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 my website and then I need to convert that, right? So that gives you a lot of good knowledge and insight how you actually navigate the consumers through a checkout uh, uh, environment so that you can get the highest conversion. So this knowledge and expertise can be actually used on the retail side and, 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 and those areas that, that, that they are quite, quite important. On the retail, if you think about it, it's, it's a very, very big uh, number of transactions. Like the think about Black Fridays are coming, right? You have a lot of transactions. So there is a stability. How do I deal with a big number of transactions? And gambling was not that far that 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 many years ago, and and it starts to grow in the U.S. and then this is there is a big growth. But those knowledge and expertise that you had in that area, you could have you know used it in the other area as the gambling was growing. You know how do I deal with a bit more number of transactions? How do I that? So it helped us actually to get the strength of each of those verticals and use them across. Right, that gave us a unique capability of dealing with this complexity around different and and be you know suitable for each of them and bring and add value in 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 those and and i think as we go along 
you know, in the retail, the consumers need more and more payment options, and and and, and you know, in in addition to the cards. So that was also another thing that that we actually learned from the gambling space because that's basically there was a nature that they wanted to give as much payment options as possible that we could use it across the multiple you know industry segments that that we, we did, and that helped us. That's that. incredible because um, you know we talk often about the customer. We are in a customer-centric world, even though right now I think we are an investor-centric world. Um, so how did you build your differentiation when you think at PSP? Because you already mentioned the customer being at the center of everything you do and yeah. also understanding their wants and needs to actually understand how to structure your services, your processes, and actually the pricing structure. And so how do you face world competitors, right? You know, many of us may be using World Pay, PayPal, among others. So yeah, how do you yeah. play in that world? I think the, 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 the main differentiation with us is that we are not actually taking any side. We are agnostic, right? So we, what we do is is look at the customer, customer, which is a merchant for us, and we have a consultative approach, right? We are not forcing them in any 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 direction. So we have got the best of the best, and we actually together come up with a with a solution that fits the purpose, and and that's that's what they appreciate. We are not trying to push them in one direction, the product that that we own or we we operate. We try to have that agnostic consultative approach. And that has been a very success, a very successful factor for us. And, and, and we listen carefully to the needs and we integrate those needs and requirements into our roadmap. So we are not big enough to ignore our customers. We are really in a level that, that listens carefully and, and adapts to the needs and requirements of the customers. And, and, and it's not um, uh, just a statement. There is, you know, multiple proofs, right? That that we deal with this approach and 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 deliver on that, right? And and price is a big, big, big topic, right? At the end of the day, you know, the scaling up and and then scale, you know, the bigger they are, you can actually, you know, do a price, you know, a, a, a price a, a war and and try to to win. But but we don't want to participate in that. We try to see where we can create value, added value. And we, I talked about the conversion. I talked about the added value services that we could, uh, you know, offer. Actually, this this the holistic approach. What is the value of us for the uh, for the, for our merchants, and then what can we do in total for them in order to to be successful? You know, an added ad additional conversion of one to two percent on the checkout. There is a huge value on that. You know, making sure that the, the fraud rates are are below a certain level is a you know big 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 uh, uh, big big. Um, uh, advantage, right? And 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 being dealing with that, having a stable and, and and very you know responsive approach to their needs and requirements, and adapt to them for that they can actually enter a market in a quick and agile way. That's an advantage for them, right? So those things are the things that that we embed in our way, right? And in our communication and in our uh, culture, and and that has made us successful, winning consumer uh, customers, and 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 be competitive on this market. So you mentioned the word fraud, and I just wanted to ask you a few questions on that really topic, because yeah. that topic is not only important in finance, it's actually really important in insurance as well. 
e-commerce and across industry. Mm-hmm. Is fraud increasing? How do we monitor and manage it? What would be your top tip when you look at payment processing and being aware of the fraud risk? Because, you know, when I travel, there's yeah. not one single time where my card is not going to be, one of my cards is not going to be stuffed because of potential fraud, even though it's me. And I respect the bank to protect us, but sometimes it's so overwhelming that it just becomes, I would say, is that the truth or an impediment to being human? If I could say though, so. <laughs> yeah, I understand. No, and, and, and I, I'm with you. No, I mean, you know, personally, we, we, we feel it, right? When we travel, you know, the moment we are somewhere in a new environment, you know, our bank doesn't recognize us, right? Or, or whatever, the transaction behavior has changed. But those things that that are the part of of dealing with it, I think there are a couple of layers to this, right? So okay. there, there, you know, we, we got we got the technology and and fraud tools and all those things. They are required, and then they are they are actually part of the whole the whole environment that that we need to you know deal with and and have that in systems. And there are basics, right? There are you know more and more. Uh, uh, obviously, add-ons and, and using AI technology and using a bigger, bigger, bigger data and an and, and environment so that they can they can be dealt with. Mm-hmm. But also, regulation is also helpful, right? You know, a lot of that payment service directive, right, is coming with a strong customer authentication. All those things that that are there is also for us to be protected, right? It's a consumer protection. Is a lot of that that that's coming. So it's basically you know one of those things. That 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 helps us actually to work and, and and make sure that that we are in a in a in a in a in a safer environment. So the regulators are actually looking after that. And I think this is not something that we can eliminate fully, right? I, I'm 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 definitely I, I I'm not never going to say it's going to be done, but it's going to get better. The more data is there, the more interaction, the more AI technology is deployed. The more that that we interact, and then the, the more regulatory environments understand and are protected. But it's a it's a battle, right? So they get better, we get better, and then we always there is a something that will come at at some point that that we need to do. But the development have been good, right? And yeah. and and I see, you know, there is a lot of good stuff that happened, but. You know, we haven't managed to eliminate fraud. Just on the country, we have got that problem, and 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 and, and it's it's a, a, a continuous battle to be yeah. continued. Yeah, we're always going to have good actors, and we are going to have bad actors. Yeah, right? People want to abuse the system, right, and 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 get 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 benefit out of the criminal activities and. You know, we are all there, and, and 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 my personal experience as a as a consumer has been always good. As always, you know, from the regulatory perspective, I've been always protected, and then I could could somehow be 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 kept out of harm, right? And 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 that's good. But but it's not always the case, and 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 unfortunately, there is something that there's a lot of work still needed to be done. Yeah. Yeah, and so. I was thinking, Cameron, looking ahead. Yeah. So I would love for you to tell us what are the opportunities you see for PSP Financial yeah. in the digitalization and transformation space and, and payment overall, you know, the payment yeah. overall industry. Yeah. Yeah. But I would also, for you, so I'm asking you two questions. 
opportunities yeah. and where should the market go? What are the trends we just need to pay attention for 2024? Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think I, I start from uh, from uh, the the space that 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 PXP is looking at, right? I think for us is uh, I address the cross border. I think this is a, is a key 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 area, yeah, and, and 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 that's something that we can play a good role because of our geographical uh, availability in those markets, right? That's something that we understand well. So that that I see, you know, the cross border is is something that is coming, and and we would like us to be positioned in in that direction, right? And 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 help to work it. And and the other one is, uh, I I do love the concept of open banking, right? And 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 that that topic is is something also close to our heart. And and the open banking is predominantly now in the e-commerce space, but that needs to come also in store. So for us, you know, how do we actually you know increase that reach and, and then apply it across the different channels is, is something that, that would be an interesting challenge to have. And, and, and that's something that we are thinking about and working on. And 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 basically for us is what are the added value services that we can bring in, you know, in addition to the payment processing? It doesn't have to necessarily be, you know, what can we do on the data side, right? We didn't talk about even data and insight. You know, what could we actually come and, and provide our merchants on the data analysis and, and, and our understanding of the data and provide them with, with, with insights that it's useful for their business? Because we see different trends across the retail, if we see different space across gambling, right? And and then what what are the trends? What are the, the different areas that we could actually give as a as a as a as a as a um, uh, insight to the to the to the to that sector, right? And that they can use it and utilize it in order to get better in the in the in the in the in the environment they're working. And and for me, those those are are are, are key. And, and and in general, the market. I think you know. Let's not forget about the CBDCs and and, and the digital digital assets and, and and that's something. I think that's something that we need to deal with, right? And, and that's coming, right? I I, I alluded to the uh, fact that breaks are, are are coming and then there is an interoperability between their systems. So how do we actually deal with that? How do we actually be participating and creating still a global environment, right? I mean. You know all those discussions around that. That's that's a, it's also a key challenge and, and something that that we need to think about, right? Absolutely. And, yeah, and I, I think and generally, right, the consumers want to actually forget about payments and 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 and, and just that be as seamless and, and and easy as possible. How does that work, right? How does that get manifested in the different uh, environments, right? And and. AI will play a role across all these different channels, right? And and we will see multiple, you know, uh, uh, applications of those into our our world. You know, Cameron, as I look at the the world we are entering, I can see all of us trying to build resilience. And so what we've learned from COVID is often you may have one business, but maybe you may be better to have two or three businesses and maybe also to have gig opportunities. And with remote working as well, you can work anywhere in the world. So payment yeah. and cross-border payment becomes critical. Whether you are paid into you know, a digital bank like Revolut, uh, Starling Bank, uh, Stripe, so on and so forth. 
you need that understanding cross-border. You need to understand the cost as well. Oh, uh, cool. For example, brick and mortar uh, banks still charge a fortune for cross-border payments, 3 to 4%. And so smart people like us are looking always for um, opportunity to pay fairly the processor, but also maximizing our returns on the deals we close because we close these deals. We don't just want to pay tax on them, right? Currency tax on them. So mm. one thing which has also come across my mind as you were talking, Cameron, is branded wallets. I'm working with few startups which are in the wallet environment. And you know, when I'm traveling, all my items are into my, my little wallet on my Apple wallet, whether it's my cards or my uh, mm. boarding passes. Tell us what is happening in the wallet space you know, what can we foresee as we look at payment and what you guys are doing at PSV Financial? Yeah, I, I think, you know, you, you hit the nail on the head, right? The, the wallet, the digital wallet is a big a big one. You know, before, you know, a few years back, right? Who who actually was using the Apple wallet and the whole interaction? Now you've got Google Pay, you know, Apple Pay, the Samsung Pay. And I think that that's, that's you know, you know, it's just basically is going, that, that reach is going to get bigger and bigger, right? So that digital wallet is is going. You know, you had the Alipay back back then, and 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 then that was it. And now they start to really get globalized. You know, in India you have got your own version. You have got you know in Brazil that there's there's coming those 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 these uh, these different directions. And 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 PayPal anyway was it was a big one, right? And 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 now the the whole different wallets, the digital wallets are are a concept. So we actually, you know, what we did is, is, is basically also defined back many years ago. We had our own first predecessor of Revolut, right? With, 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 with around 700,000 customers on it. And, and, and we developed some, some technology back then and, and, and some cool stuff. But now I still be revisiting it and, and, and we think it's a white label wallet for those environments for the bigger merchants is, is a topic, right? So you cannot just come and, and and just say you know this is this is that one one the one wallet that the digital wallet that you want to interact but you could actually work with a digital a white label digital wallet and that's where we are focusing our energies right how can we actually provide a white label digital wallet for the bigger ecosystems and that they can interact and then bring so that that actually brings some some kind of a cost benefit some element of stickiness for those customer base and and and, and we can work with them. That's super cool. So my last question, Cameron, what is your vision of the future? I'm just having fun because there's so much happening here in this space, right? There is, uh, it's been never been so exciting. You know, I'm, 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 I'm talked about the AI, so I'm just interacting all the time with that, with different tools. So it just gives me a lot of good stuff. I know there is a lot of topics around, you know, the danger of the AI. I, this, I understand it, understand it, I accept it. But I don't want to lose the, the, the speed that, that we are, but, but we need to regulate it and understand it and make sure that it's not going to backfire on us. I think the digital environment that we're going with the, with the CBDCs and, and, and central bank digital currencies and, 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 and those digital euros and all what have you is coming is also going to be super cool and super exciting. The more I read about it, the more I interact, I can't wait that it, it comes to my environment, right? That will have a, it, it creates a good, good competitive areas that we can rework together, right? 
and 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 we just want to be more and more global. You know, we have got co good coverage for the PXP, but I would like to go across multiple areas and and and, and cover because at the end of the day, it's one world, it's one one area, and 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 this cross border we touched upon, it needs to be as seamless as possible. So there's a lot of exciting things to do, to be done, and 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 we are happy that we are making a very small contribution to this whole world and and, and making it a bit better. I love that statement, Cameron, a small contribution to a world problem. And I love also the fact that you are playing with AI, I'm playing with AI, and actually the only way you can actually understand the constraints and where you don't like how it's playing is by actually playing with it, educating yourself, and always being the human in the loop to just make sure whatever comes out of it is what you expect. You also exactly. talked about regulation. Regulation is core. The regulation is key. It's going to affect financial services for the years to come. It's not going to go away. No. And being mindful of all the new regulations is how we treat customer fairly is going to be critical. And last but not least is we are living in the world which is cross-border. And oh. so whether we are living in London, whether we are living in the United States, where, wherever we are living or wherever we want to work from for one, yeah. two, three months, we need cross-border transaction. We need to access money. You need We need to be digital. Absolutely. So Cameron, any last word of wisdom? And where can we find you? Uh, in the airport. That's the best. We are located across multiple locations. So that's that's basically it. And I, I think the last word, I think this is one of the things that I would like to give any entrepreneur, right? Don't be afraid of failing, right? Try to fail a lot, but early. And try to learn from them quickly and 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 and, and work harder. One of the mistakes that we do as 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 uh, entrepreneurs are working specifically in Europe is we are, we are very much afraid of you know just failing and, and not not being able to do it but if we do it early enough the damage is not big right and then we can actually adapt and, and, and make it better and the next time we can work and and that's something that that I think that was a, one of the biggest learnings that I had right and, and and I was always you know trying to make everything work but you cannot make everything work you need to adapt and and, 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 and go to the situation. And don't forget your family. There is always a price to be paid, right? And, and I talked about it. There is a work-life balance. I know there is a word right? and it's used too much, but there is a work-life balance, right? Try to not become a workaholic, right? Try to have a life, right? And keep a balance because any time that you lose with the family is never going to get it back. Try to keep a balance out of it. Uh, those are so wise words. Cameron, and I'm so respectful for those words of wisdom. And you know what? Who knows when your podcast come out, which will be just in a couple of weeks, I believe two or three weeks, will be downloaded, 250,000 downloads. And we are top 50 podcasts. Actually, this week, we are top 14 entrepreneurship. So entrepreneurs, get to know Cameron. If you have any questions around payment and future of payment, do reach out to Cameron. The details will be in the notes of the podcast. And remember, PXP Financial. Cameron, thank you so thank much you for joining much, me please. today. Amazing conversation. And thank you so much for your insight.
If you like this podcast, subscribe now, share with your friends, and if you enjoyed it, please give it a five-star review. Also, if you want to cover any specific subject with me, contact me on Instagram under Subin VDL Officials or LinkedIn under Sabine van der Linden. Thank you.